God Hears Her. God Hears Her. God Hears Her is brought to you. Is brought to you. By our Daily Bread Ministries. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Visit GodHearsHer.org. Or find us on social for more information. I think instead of looking for that 24-7, I think we need to learn to be Be it. it. Yes. And and I call that being friendable. You know, that I am open to a friend mm-hmm. by being a friend That's with good. others. Does that make sense to Absolutely. You? Yeah. In order to find the right person, you need to become the right person. Yeah, I think so. You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. And if you were asked to define the perfect friend, how would you describe that person? What qualities do you look for in a close friend? What are the characteristics you would hope to see? On today's show, Elisa and I will be discussing the search to find someone who's friendable and what it looks like to be a good friend to others. That's coming up in just a minute. Before we jump into the show, just a heads up, we're going to list a bunch of friend tips on today's show. Chances are you're in the middle of doing something else right now, and that's okay. We have a list of today's friend tips for you, and it can be found on the podcast description or on our website at godhearsher.org. There you'll also find links to resources mentioned on the show. We also have a link to a free resource from our Daily Bread Ministries, which we'll tell you more about later in the episode. Again, the show notes can be found in the podcast description or on our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. Okay, so Aaron, pretend like you need to make kind of like an old-fashioned want ad, and you're going to put it on some kind of an app or something. Okay. Because you're looking for a friend. Okay, mm-hmm. so what would you say? What would you, how would you express it? You know, wanted, blah, blah, blah. Mm. I mean, I would say wanted, um, honest, trustworthy, and extremely grace-filled. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's what I would, yeah. Yeah. I, I've thought about it myself, and I put stuff down like um, age, mm. less, as in ageless. I don't care yeah. how old the person is. Or, or oh, like location, that. I'd say present, as in with me oh, here. Oh, that's good. And availability, I would say whenever needed. Mm. And then maybe like for skills, I resonate with you, Erin. It'd be like non-judgmental listening. Yeah. And a voice given both to constructive criticism, mm. but also compliments. Yes. You know, kind of a both and. It's kind of hard with women. I think. I, yeah, why? What do you think? I think I, that's why I go back to like the honest. It takes a lot of confidence, I think, to be honest. And I think women, the reason that they don't necessarily give out compliments is because of jealousy. Mm-hmm. I think envy, competition kills competition, friends, right? Yeah. Okay, so, so take this direction then maybe as we're talking about this. When have you found a friend who fit this bill and what's she like? Oh, how old were you? How did oh, you become friends? You know, tell me the story. I'm so thankful for my girlfriend, Tony. Her and I just, we have like 
this quiet agreeance, like we've never articulated it, but it's to um, complement each other, support each other because okay. we're in the same professions mm-hmm. and it can be easy for us to kind of get jealous or envious or, and we are our biggest, we're cheerleaders for each other. Mm-hmm. But and you've made a commitment to do that. We made a commitment. You called it an agreeance. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I think you made that up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty, yeah. sure. pretty sure. I did make it up. But I like that. But it's like a, it's like a, we've agreed as friends, that this will be something that we will protect mm-hmm. and that we know about. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, like we know that we, this is what it takes to have a healthy relationship mm-hmm. with a, okay. and I, I mean, I didn't, we've only been friends for a few years, but the depth of my friendship with Tony is a lot deeper. Have you hit any pumps? Mm-hmm. And ha- what happens then? We both respect and care about each other enough to bring it up okay. instead of like skirt over it okay. or dust under the rug. Okay. I, I've got a friend I've been friends with a zillion years, and I can remember one of the, the first times she confronted me. It was over a project at work that she saw differently than I did. Mm-hmm. And I was her boss. Oh, wow. And she still confronted me. And it actually deepened our relationship. Yeah. Okay. So I want to spin this a little bit differently because yeah. I'm pretty sure there are people listening right now who are going... <laughs> That's it. I don't have a friend. And I think that is one of the deepest wounds in our souls. As women uniquely, as we long for a BFF, that archaic term now, but you know, we think everybody else has this BFF that they can call up at any second and she's there for them. And I I long for that. And when will I I ever find that person? You know, Mm -hmm. it's not even like a guy friend. It's not even like a husband friend. This is a soulmate sister, right? Yeah. Do you think that's a myth or do you think that's real? Is that possible? Do we all have those? That's a really good question. The romantic in me says yes. Yeah. I absolutely think it's possible. Okay. But I think it's a a fight to keep it. Okay. I appreciate that because we're talking about somebody being trustworthy and somebody being loyal and somebody being authentically in agreement to keep the relationship pure and, and healthy. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm speaking to myself and this is what I've learned, Erin, and, and see what you think about it. I think instead of looking for that 24-7, I think we need to learn to be, be it. it. Yes. And, and I call that being friendable. Yeah. You know, that I am open to a friend mm. by being a friend That's with good. others. Does that make sense to Absolutely. You? Yeah. In order to find the right person, you need to become the right person. Yeah, I think so. Kind of. Right? Yeah, it's, yeah, we use that yeah. terminology like in dating or that kind but of thing. But I think it's with friendship too. Yeah. I mean, I even think about like in order for me to be trustworthy with somebody else's Mm -hmm. story Mm -hmm. I think that I need to learn what mine is absolutely and be confident in it because if you don't know what your story is if you don't know what your stuff is somebody's gonna poke at you and it's gonna come spilling out and it's gonna be super embarrassing and you might ruin that relationship so yeah okay so let's let's do some little friend tips here you know how do we do this friendable stuff how do we do it and I think you just hit on one of them is you have to know your own story Mm -hmm. right what have you learned about knowing your story and Mm -hmm. how to share it and this is you know we could have a whole conversation just on that but maybe just a couple of comments there I feel like what I've learned in in owning my story is that I am not scared of someone else's. Mm. I'm not threatened. I'm not, there's no guilt or shame. If, if I'm carrying guilt and shame within myself, mm-hmm. when I'm honest, I'm not scared of someone else's honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most times we project a lot of our insecurities on another person instead of seeing another person. 
I think that's right on target and kind of, that's kind of humbling, isn't it? It's hard. Yeah, it's Ugh. super hard. I'm trying to think of, you know, some examples, you know, I, I've done a lot of conversations in yeah. groups, like small groups, and, you know, people go around, you know, tell us one thing about yourself. And it's easy to say, well, I have a master's of divinity or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah, or I right. work at such and such. But what we really want to say is, my heart is full of holes mm. from coming from this messed up family and then trying to be perfect for the universe. And now my family's still growing and, you know, it's yeah. just difficult. And so we, we clam up and yeah. we kind of pull back from the whole thing. But I think when we open up, it makes such a, okay, so knowing your story, I think another tip that goes with that is asking other people their story, Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Because when I say, you know, what is your story? And then listen to it. And, you know, when you're listening, you've got to be really careful to never be, like, shocked, you know? <laughs> never like, <gasps> you did what? That's horrible. <laughs> exactly. <You know? laughs> because, you know, our response proves us to be trustworthy. Yeah. I, somebody else told me a great tip on this is use the elevator analogy. When you're asking somebody, tell me your story, you let them get in the elevator yeah. and they choose which floor they're oh. going to. Isn't that great? Ex unpack that more. So tell me your story, Erin, and you get in and you start talking instead of me punching the lower basement button. Oh. And, and in, you know, tell me the worst thing that ever happened to you. Instead, tell me your story. And it's an open-ended question. And I let the one who's responding, yeah. my hopefully someday friend, to pick their own floor of where they want to get off I and take that. you to explore. Mm. That in itself builds trust because you're not forcing anything. Yeah. You're just being. Yeah. And you get off and go with them yeah. where they take you. You know, the, the same kind of principle applies when we're sharing our story. We can go all the way to the basement or we can go to maybe floor three. Yeah. You let the vulnerability lay in the lap of the person you're trying to yeah. befriend. Yeah. Okay. So, so is this our friend tip day, right? So, I so, love it. So, this is so good. <laughs> we're talking about knowing your story and yeah. then really requesting the, the story of somebody else. Yeah. What else can we do to be friendable? Mm. You talked about competition. I think it's a big deal. How That's do how deal. do we kill competition? Maybe think of For a me, story. It's being confident and knowing. Tell me your story. Yeah. Aaron. Tell me. <laughs> go, go to go to floor B right now. Basement. You know. <laughs> so like okay. For instance, I could easily compare my life with a friend that is like okay. So for instance, let me think of a story. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through a divorce when I went through that divorce. My life kind of came tumbling down. Right. And so it was really hard for me to be happy for other people. I mean, I'm having friends get married and yeah. they're buying cars and they're getting pregnant and they're so happy in their marriage. That was just a thing that I needed. I needed to look in the mirror. I need to look in the mirror and go, can you be happy and confident knowing what God is doing in your life and what he will do instead of comparing and looking around and seeing what he's doing in the other other people's lives. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, I think um, whether it's we're stuck in our own circumstance, it's very painful. Yeah. Or whether we're looking just on Facebook and Instagram and everybody yeah. else that looks like they're just, you know, all these people, all these famous people, their arms are on each other. You know, yeah. are they really those <laughs> that good of friends? I don't think so. I think they're just smiling and Does praying and da da da. Does your kiss you when you sit right. on the countertop? Right. Yeah, you know, right. Like all Ooh, those pictures. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, that sounded bad, but those people do do that. <laughs> It's they a lifestyle photo shoots. They do it all the time. They like, do. that's not real. That's not real. No, I can't even get on the Don't countertop. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I mean, what about you? I mean, have you experienced competition yeah. with friends? And whether 
they feel like they've had to compete with you or you're competing with them? And yeah. then how have you worked through that? Long ago, I did have a friend who it's like I had a job in a certain place and then she applied there. Mm -hmm. And then I went to a certain Bible study and then she came there. And it was like, what are you doing? Why yeah. are you trailing after me? And in a way, I loved it. Yeah. But it started bubbling up. Mm -hmm. And she was just looking for, she is a complete extrovert. And yeah. I'm a little bit like an introvert, believe yeah. it or not. Are you? Yeah, yeah, I am. I just fake it a lot. But anyway. You're, oh, that's right. You're a fake extrovert. I'm a fake extrovert. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I just enjoy it, but then I'm done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All over. But anyways, so she wasn't like trying to take my turf over. Hmm. She just wanted to be with me. And she oh. just wanted to do the things I like to do that she liked them as well. Yeah. And I had to get my head around that. And yeah. I got kind of cray cray for a yeah. while. I got kind of snarky and like I had to work through that with mm. her. Okay. I want to move on to another friend tip, if you will. Oh, you know, yeah. another thing about friendship. I think, Erin, in my life, I think I tend to look for friends in the kind of the predictable places. And God has wooed me to be open mm. to friends in unexpected places. Mm. Let me tell you a story about that. One summer, to make money for college, I had to work. And so I worked in my mother's doctor's office filing medical records. Incredibly glamorous. Ooh, it was awesome. Fancy. I was like way young. Everybody else was like my age now, you know, yeah. my mother's age back then. But anyway, I just faithfully showed up. And I didn't know what to do at lunch. I didn't, there, nobody really talked to me, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I brought my little tuna fish sandwich and my Diet Coke, and my little bag of Lay's potato chips. And mm -hmm. I'd go sit out at the picnic table, you know, in Houston, Texas, in the sweltering 120 degrees. Mm -hmm. Anyway, sat there. And every day, another woman would come out and she would sit close by me on another table. Mm -hmm. And eventually she began to sit next to me. And her name was Arhalia. And Arhalia was a different age than me, different generation than me. And Arhalia spoke a different language as her native tongue than I spoke, mm. attended a different kind of church than I attended. And Arhalia brought burritos to my tuna fish. But we eventually sat across each other at the picnic table, and I could not believe how much of life mm. we could share. Mm. And God's floored me ever since that friendship true friendship with Arhalia. I can still see her smile. I can still receive the love that was in her eyes. And it, it only lasted for a summer, but she helped form me. And I think I informed her. Mm. So that thing about being open to the unexpected, you know, whether yeah. it's a seatmate on the airplane yeah, or, or somebody in front of you in line at the post office or Absolutely. whatever. Yeah. That's so beautiful. I want to touch on that she's a generation older than you too. And I think that we can undervalue learning from somebody that is generations older than us. We're going to take a break, but when we come back, we'll offer a few more tips on how to find a friend and be a friend here on God Hears Her. Hey guys, if you're enjoying the show today, would you please take a minute and write a quick review and rate us on iTunes and really on whatever podcast platform you listen to. Reviews and ratings help us reach more people because iTunes and other podcast platforms push highly rated shows in front of more people. So if you could take a minute, write a quick review and rate us. That would be so helpful in reaching more women with the message that God hears her. Welcome back to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. And in just a moment, we will offer a few more tips on how to find a friend and be a friend. But before we jump back in, 
We are keeping a list of today's friend tips in the show notes, which are available at the podcast description. So if you think you missed anything, click on the podcast description or check out our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. And when you're on the site, check out the blog. It's full of articles about topics like friendship. That's located at godhearsher.org. Again, that's godhearsher.org. So let's continue our conversation by considering a new question. Can I ask God for a friend? You're listening to God Hears Her. So yeah. friend tips, you know, we're back to this little list we're making. I, I just want to, I don't, don't want to be all didactic today, but I want to make sure we grab a couple of other handles because I know that that listeners and you and me, you yeah. know, we kind of want to go, well, how do I actually get a friend? That's yeah. what I want. So we've talked about several things, but are there other ideas? And, and I came to one that kind of blew me away when I was really thinking about this. Can I ask God for a friend? Mm. Can God bring me a friend? Can I mm. say, God, I need a friend. Have you ever done that? Yeah. I prayed that prayer about Tony. Yeah. And God answered? Yeah. She wow. was the woman that I needed in my life right when I was going through the comparison. Uh-huh. And the... When you were really stuck in the hole in your divorce, looking at everybody else having everything. Yep. And he brought her into my life because she had experienced something similar. Mm-hmm. It was like God brought her into my life to show how he enjoys reconciliation and rebuild. Mm. And she just, she leaned in and spoke his truth over me. And then I also just saw her life and thought it's beautiful how he's redeemed her. Mm. And our friendship was based out of God redeeming both of our stories separately Mm. and then celebrating it together. But I had prayed for a friend like that Mm because I had been pretty burned Mm -hmm. and betrayed by some close people in my life. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're wired for connection and friendship. And I think that God listens and he wants to provide that friend that can meet us there. Mm-hmm. If we dare ask, you know, and that's a, that's yeah. a scary thing to do. I, I can remember a season when my husband was frustrated. And, and you don't think men really need friends the yeah. same way we do, but they do. Yeah. He was like wanting to do everything as couples, you know, mm. us with other couples and stuff. And, and I was in a season where I didn't have any bandwidth because of the responsibilities I was carrying as a young mom, yeah. leading an organization, blah, blah, blah. I was just stressed. Mm. And as I was trying to resolve how I could most honor him, mm. I felt like I needed to pray that God would bring him some friends, different mm. friends that could maybe meet his needs differently than I could or yeah. than a couple time could. And looking back at that and Hey, sometimes it takes like decades, right, to see these kinds of answers, this movement. God brought amazing friends in Mm -hmm. ministry, and um, we kind of just forget that he he cares about that. You said we were wired for connection, and God cares about meeting that need. And so, hey, why don't we ask him, would you bring me a friend? Would you help me become more friendable? Mm. Because sometimes I think I push people away, or sometimes I, I compete, or, or sometimes I disqualify myself. Yeah. Would you help me to be friendable in such a way that you can bring friends to me? Mm. And hey, cherry on top of this conversation, yeah. here's the real dare. Might we ask God to be our friend? Mm. You know, he longs to be our friend. Yeah. That's kind of squirrely to think about in some ways. Yeah. But is it true? Don't some people say that God can't be our friend? Yeah, I, I guess, you know, because it is kind of a, it feels human, you know, and yeah. like we're trying to make God in our image. Or equal. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of thing. But I'm thinking about 
when Jesus is talking in the upper room and he's been praying over his disciples and he's getting ready to leave and he's radically changing. He has the whole time his relationship mm-hmm. with us. And he, he says, you know, you're my friends if you do what I command. This is in verse 14, I think. And then 15, he says, I no longer call you servants because a servant does not know his master's business. Instead, I call you friends. Mm. So I think there's something different that God has provided for us by providing Jesus. Yeah, It is a kind of a friendship. It's a spiritual friendship. But it's a companion. I mean, he also says later that I'm giving you the Holy Spirit as your companion. I'm not going to leave you as orphans, yeah. but I'll come to you. So mm. how do you how do you experience God as a friend? Well, I mean, I share with him the most intimate things that I go through, and he loves me no matter what. Mm-hmm. When I have a conversation with God and I ask him questions and I'm decompressing from my day, you know, I'm not married. I'm, and I, I would annoy all my friends if I always talk to them as much as I talk to him. And he still shows up. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> if anything, mm-hmm. I think I protect friendships mm-hmm. by leaning into him more. I love it. And not putting that weight that mm-hmm. a friend should fulfill. So good. Or that I think a friend should fulfill mm-hmm. and lean in on him. Yeah, so good. To fulfill those, those areas. And of course, the objection comes, well... I want somebody with skin on. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I get it. Here's here's what I do to practice this friendship thing you're talking about. Because, yeah. I mean, he's in your head all the time if you just stop and listen. Yeah. You know, he's there all the time. So I'll do really concrete things like I'm sitting on the couch and I'll just go, okay, Jesus is sitting next to me. Mm. Okay. And I just maybe put my hand out and just think I'm holding his hand and mm. we're just ha- kind of ha- hanging out. I, that's kind of weird to some no, people, but I think he wants to be that close to us. Absolutely. Or I'm driving in the car. And he's in the passenger seat. I love you know, it. I wish he was in the driver's seat, but he's in yeah, the passenger right. <laughs> seat, you know. Or I'm walking, you know, through the airport, mm. pulling my suitcase. Okay, yeah. he's right beside me. When we understand that's how God made us, to be wired for connection and to yeah. be connected to people, but that he first wants us to be wired and connected to him. Yes. It changes everything. It changes what we have to offer, and it changes actually, to begin with, what we have yeah. already. Yeah, that's so good. I love that. That's so good, Elisa. God does want to be our friend, and it may feel weird at first, but the more time you spend with Him, the more you realize how great of a friend God can be. You're listening to God Hears Her. I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Elisa Morgan. And we went through a whole bunch of friend tips on the show today, and chances are you're multitasking right now. Maybe missed one or two of them. If so, check out the show notes, which can be found in the podcast description or on our website, godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org. We have all of these friend tips listed, along with any Bible passages that we mentioned in today's show, and a bunch of links to free resources as well. Thank you so much for joining us today. And don't forget, God sees you, He hears you, He loves you, because you are His. God Hears Her would not exist without the help of Jody, Rochelle, and Matt. Thank you so much for your help. 